welcome. welcome. Um, I'm not gonna order. Emily Wobbler. And this is half Asian. Half hour. <clears throat> um, this week was a really difficult week for Asian American women, mm-hmm. Asian Americans, women, people in the service industry, um, because of the shooting slash murder in Atlanta. Um, and so we wanted to, if <laughs> in the off chance that this podcast is uh, your source for Asian American news <laughs> concerning women, uh, we just wanted to say, we hear you, we see you. Uh, we hope that you're taking care of yourselves and each other. And we wanted to plug some organizations that have made us feel uh a little less powerless and a little bit more helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share yours? Yeah. Uh, an organization I've been reading about is AAPI Women Led. Um, they pretty much, they, they support AAPI women and girls. Um, they do like workshops and promote uh, different movements and things that address um, gender-based and racial discrimination and uh, sexual harassment and in the AAP community. Yeah. Um, and the one I wanted to plug is called Suru for Solidarity. Um, it is a lot of uh, people who were interned in the 40s um, in solidarity with things like the, pe- the children held in cages and detention centers right now at the border. Um, also in trying to help pass legislation to get reparations for the descendants of enslaved people. Um, It is Japanese Americans helping to participate in uh, the liberation of all minority groups in the U.S. Um, So those are two good organizations. There's so many out there. Yeah. I mean, if you just Google AAPI orgs to donate to, you'll come across so many that you can read about and um, see the good work that so many people in our community are doing to help each other and Mm -hmm. support each other. And because a couple of people have asked me this uh, this week, AAPI stands for Asian American Pacific Islander. Yes. And um, in a month or so, we're coming up on AAPI History Month, which is... Um, True. Yeah. Yes. May is going to be huge. Yes. We'll definitely celebrate it big. Cool. So this week, we wanted to do a movie that uh, would make us feel <laughs> better mm-hmm. <laughs> and... We chose To All the Boys I've Loved Before, mm-hmm. based on Jenny Han's book of the same name. Mm-hmm. First of the, fr- of, the, of the franchise, first of three movies. Mm-hmm. Second movie, P.S. I Love You. Third movie, Always and Forever or something? Yes, like that. Something yes, yes, like yes. That. Um, yeah, I have not finished the third movie. Haven't seen that one yet. I'm sure it'll be good. It... <laughs> This movie came out August 17th, uh, 2018, which is exactly 10 days after Crazy Rich Asians came out. And the Hollywood landscape for Asian Americans was forever changed. This was also, I'm not even joking, this is the month that The Meg came out and these three movies. And Searching, dude. Searching came out around the same time. And for that reason, that month was called Asian August. Hell yeah. forget that. Um, <laughs> Good month. Yeah. Uh, I 
so the first time I saw this when it came out, I was definitely floored. It was like one of the first movies I'd ever seen with an Asian female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for EZA. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Easy Asian is actually what that's yeah, short for. It's, yeah, it's true. it's true. That is what that stands for. Um, yeah, watching it three years later, now that the shine of Noah Centineo has significantly worn off, it's a different experience for sure. Okay, interesting, because I liked it more this time <gasps> than I did. Maybe I was just like in a mood to really, really need something like this. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> and yet you still only gave it three stars on Letterboxd. I think it's, I think it's pretty generous. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, despite being, it's been, it was directed by Susan Johnson, woman, written by, the screenplay is Sophia Alvarez, woman, woman. based again on Jenny Han, who is, guess what, a woman. woman. Yeah. Uh, it's still a pretty, there's a lot of stuff in there that are kind of like, yikes from a feminist perspective, or maybe not yikes, but a little bit womp womp. Anyway, yeah. her novel in 2014 was optioned by Will Smith's production company. So this is a very interesting thing I was reading about. Please. And so she, so Jenny Han, of course, said like a lot of studios approached her wanting, of course, cast white lead. Whoa. And then Will Smith's company came, had the same vision as she had for this movie. Now mm-hmm. this is a parallel experience, if we can remember, from Saving Face. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Will Smith's company came in, said, "Oh, said we see that you want to cast an Asian lead. Let's keep it. Whoa, I completely forgot about that. That is such a good point. So, hey, Will Smith's Damn. company, good job. Well, because I think it's, it's that one executive. I, I don't know if he's still there, but maybe he set a culture there if he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. um that he said no he's he was an asian executive and wanted to keep saving face with a- the asian leads and the asian girlfriend because they did want to cast um the a white girlfriend opposite her in saving face mm-hmm. wow um, so you know either whether it's the culture that he set up and and left or if he's still there and still fighting for that that's pretty great wow yeah that rocks that <laughs> is really cool this movie was pretty well received. Uh, Linda Holmes for NPR wrote, the film is precisely what it should be. Pleasing and clever, comforting and fun and romantic. Just right for your Friday night, your Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. and many lazy layabout days to come. I agree. That's exactly why we picked this movie. Yeah. And something I think, uh, you know, we talk about a lot. Um, I think even more so recently, uh, this article I read on Refinery29 written by someone who's half Asian, what she really loved about the movie is that the three sisters, the lead, she's not half, but Mm -hmm. the other two are. And Mm -hmm. she really likes that, um, at least in her article, she said she likes that it just shows what Asian American women can look like, Mm -hmm. that they're not all just one, one type. They're not all just like what you see in the media there. It's like Mm -hmm. obviously an array of, of, women and and what we can look mm-hmm. like as half as full and i really like to that point totally it i yeah i rachel simi wrote 
As people rewatch the film in coming months, I hope that Laura Jean's name will start trending as much as Peter Kavinsky's has. Centineo performs a type of compassionate male energy that is in short supply in movies at the moment, but Lana Condor is undeniably the star. When the film opens, she is daydreaming, picturing herself in a crimson gown on a heath as the wind blows across her face. In those moments before the film snaps back into suburbia, Condor is fully convincing as the heroine of a serious period piece. Now, that is all I want to see. That would be awesome. She fucking crushes this movie. And again, everyone thinks that no, like when this movie came out, me and many people had a crush on Noah Centineo. He gave a very warm, compassionate performance. And then he was in like four other Netflix movies, one of which I am not joking. I've never seen two characters have less chemistry. It was. <laughs> there was you, one. You realize it's I just watched... that Condor has amazing chemistry. Yeah. Him. There's one of his that I watched on Netflix. He he built like an app pretty much that like rated women based on their looks. And like obviously he he didn't oh. and he didn't write it, but I was yeah. like, Jesus. This... Wait, is it the perfect date? Is that the one you're talking about? Maybe. That's the one where he's a male escort. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I don't remember much of it because it was not very good, but no, <laughs> blocked it out. He was in a bunch of really bad movies. He is going to be in the upcoming uh, GameStop stock market movie, though. Oh yeah, I heard that. Uh, but yeah, she is. She's incredible. She brings such depth to this character that, mm-hmm. and like, brings such a, a well-rounded performance mm-hmm. that just makes Laura Jean just feel like a a person you or I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, we've talked about different actors who do this, but she is like bringing so much more to the role than the dialogue mm-hmm. itself is giving her. Yeah, I love her. She crushes it. I She's been in other stuff, but like not really anything anyone has seen, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it really should have been her who got the like five picture deal with Netflix and not freaking Noah. Yeah. Unfortunate, but I do hope her her day is coming where she's going to be in everything you know it's got she's so talented she's I love very her. very talented she a little bit about Lana Condor um she is she was born in Vietnam and then was adopted um and then grew up in the U.S. and she has played okay she played somebody named Jubilee and it was like a character whose last name was Lee which I think is a Korean last name she plays Lara Jean Covey, who is a Korean-American character. She was also in Deadly Class. Her character was Saya Kuroki, who I'm guessing is Japanese. And then in Alita Battle Angel, she uh, was someone named Koyomi, who I'm also guessing is Japanese. Probably. So she, I think Alita is. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to tell. She's a robot, I think. But Yeah. She's an animated robot. Um, but... Anyway, she has played a number of East Asian characters. I've got no issue with that. I think she's amazing. She should be in everything. Um, but hopefully someday she gets to maybe be in a Vietnamese role if that's something that she wants. Um, anyway, let's get into this get- uh, amazing movie. Oh, the other thing I want to say. Actually, I'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. Um, okay. So it starts out with that scene where she's in this like princess dress and she's Asian and they're not saying she's Asian. She just, like, <laughs> looks amazing in this dress. And that was like an amazing opening image 
especially again, August, 2018, we hadn't really seen anything like this. And to be honest, there's lots of good representation, but we still haven't actually seen anything that looks like that since Mm -hmm. either. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we uh, get close with half of it, you know, Um, and another teen rom-com movie. But even in like, and again, neither of us finished Bridgerton, but like, I can't even think of that many Asian people that were in that. No, I don't remember. Yeah, but I only watched one episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then she, her her fantasy is interrupted by her little sister who throws a pillow at her. Um, She, they go into family dinner downstairs. Their dad is a, their dad is white. Mm-hmm. Um, bad their cook. dad is a, yes uh kitty the younger sister says i hate when dad makes korean food <laughs> yeah um and so we learned that her older sister who is any uh pretty little liar fans out there mona um <laughs> i when i watched this movie first i was like oh it's mona <laughs> i did not know that you were a pll head that seems i'm really surprised to hear that oh i was huge and then they really lost me after probably uh, you know when it started to get really crazy oh and in high school definitely wow I guess I assumed it was too scary I mean it the first season I'll say was but then it just got so confusing and I don't <laughs> think it was very scary more so just like wait what <laughs> okay cool because <laughs> there's too many fake outs in that show oh okay maybe I should watch it I you watching it changes things for me um but yeah i mean she's in it mona's yes <laughs> older sister is she asian mona. and pretty little liars yeah i mean she's kind of a you know i don't know if this is a spoiler or not because everybody on that show is kind of a psycho but she's a little bit of a psycho on that show <laughs> okay well now i can't watch it <laughs> i really that. don't know yeah i'd be interested to hear anyway this isn't a pretty little life <laughs> so yes. anyway you're right this is actually probably the opposite yes um but margot is gonna go to college she's going to college her boyfriend their neighbor comes over he's like hey um i got this plane ticket to come before see. that though when yeah. he comes home he's like sorry i was trying to meditate <laughs> which i thought was very white boyfriend to say to his asian girlfriend's family he said, I was trying to meditate, but I fell asleep. Yeah. So, like, so far, what we have is the two white men in their lives. John Corbett, hello, uh-huh. uh, is bad at Korean food. And Josh is bad at meditating. So, right now, like, it's just two white guys who are bad at the Asian stuff. Mm-hmm. I appreciated this. Yes, definitely. So, he, he bought Marco a ticket to come home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh. <laughs> so actually, why did you do this? Um, they break up. Yep. Well, first we get, uh, and then we get Laura Jean and Josh's history mm-hmm. that they were good friends. And then he mm-hmm. started dating her sister. And then it mm-hmm. became kind of weird because she has a crush on him. Yes. And every time she has a really powerful crush, she writes a letter just to get her feelings out. Mm-hmm. she doesn't send it notably she doesn't send it notably yes so she has five letters or something yes yeah, she's, she's written. written five and we get a little flash to all of them mm-hmm. and four of the five people that she's written letters to are white which did cause some backlash mm-hmm. on social media um 
And speaking with IndieWire, author Jenny Han stated, I understand the frustration and I share that frustration of wanting to see more Asian American men in media. Mm -hmm. Han added, for to all the boys I've loved before, all I can say is this is the story that I wrote. (laughs) That's actually (laughs) not a response. I read that and it took me a minute to be like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, However, one of the guys, John Ambrose, her model UN crush, he is in the second movie and they recast him and he is uh, not white. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's played by Jordan Fisher. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so comes and she's obviously upset that they broke up with each other. Margot or Laura Jean comforts her. The next day, they take Margot to the airport. They have an emotional goodbye because mm-hmm. um, she is off to Scotland for college. And we're also learning that Laura Jean doesn't have friends. She's worried yeah. that she won't have anyone to sit with after her sister leaves. Yeah. They're a very close family. Um, but she should still have she should, friends. Yeah. Well, and so she then does. We, so we learn. Yes, she she's a terrible driver. Apparently, mm-hmm. she Kitty wears a bike helmet when they drive to school out of precaution. It's a good bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, so pretty much immediately as she enters school for the first day of school, she runs into her enemy. Mm-hmm. Jin, I think mm-hmm. is her name. Yes. Short for Genevieve. Genevieve? Gin? Yes. <laughs> um, and of course, Jin is mean. She's rude. Um, well, she's popular. She has to be. Yeah. And then Jin's cousin comes and defends Laura Jean, and, she, and that's Chris. Chris mm-hmm. is Laura Jean's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peter. Mm-hmm. comes she, he's Jin's bf i do think her name is jen jen genevieve okay that does make sense because i was like <laughs> are they saying Jin or jen and i was like jen is such a weird name to call somebody such yeah. a weird abbreviation <laughs> so i do think it is jen but Good. i'm not willing to die on that hill it could easily be jen i 100 percent believe and trust that it's jen um but anyway peter comes he's jen's boyfriend it's noah centennilio i think it's his name and uh centennial i don't know (laughs) noah actually (laughs) names are not my strong suit and i think it's really become clear in the past 30 seconds (laughs) but i think it's actually important that we sort of uh retake the power dynamic where we can't learn anybody's white name I that is um very common for me especially with celebrities I don't really I can't remember names (laughs) I really and I cannot play I cannot play people very well well I'm gonna quiz you later after we record I'll get some right probably a lot wrong (laughs) (laughs) um but he covers for Jen and mm-hmm. pretty much it's like oh she's off caffeine and Laura Jean and uh, Chris are like whatever she's just me <laughs> yeah they also flash back to seventh grade when mm-hmm. Jen mm-hmm. liked Peter mm-hmm. but they were playing spin the bottle and the bottle meant Laura Jean and Peter had to kiss and I like this scene because they cast a half Asian girl to play young her like just every mm-hmm. time you cast an Asian person 
then you have two sisters to cast and the young version of Hurt Like It. And when you cast your lead as white, that's already like a couple of roles that automatically also have to be white. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I appreciate they gave a child actor a job. Yeah, so then she goes to lunch and her one friend ditches her because she had a craving for Subway. <laughs> um, so she goes and sits with Josh and uh, they like sort of talk. I think Josh is kind of a loser, but whatever. And then she and Kitty are driving away from school and she hits Peter with her car. I'll say I'm pretty pro-Josh for a- I was pro-Josh after I saw this movie the first time because mm-hmm. um, I didn't really like Noah. Um, <laughs> this time I'll say I was pro Josh still for like the first half of the movie. There's yes. a point we'll get to where it turns for me. Correct. Yeah. I guess now that I just know how things end up, I was like, get this boy out of here. But <laughs> you're right. I was on his side for the first half. Um, I never saw it. So then she's she's hanging out on a Friday night with Kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, Kitty's pretty much just like, look, I had plans that I canceled to like hang out with you. You need to get a life. She specifically <laughs> says you need to get a boyfriend, which yeah. seems toxic, but whatever. It's a rom-com. It's yeah. What, it's what she, it's the solution. Yes. Okay. Here's where we start to see. Here's uh, where it becomes revealed that this school is not like any other school. Their scheduling of when their periods are and when class is and when practice is and Mm -hmm. who has to be in class is not like any school you've ever seen. It's almost kind of more like college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Peter runs up to Laura Jean and Chris during their PE class. They're running laps mm -hmm. and he's like, we need to talk. Uh, And Chris is like, I heard my cousin dumped you. Mm Mm-hmm. But he says, I got a letter. And she's like, oh my God, it's the love letter. Uh, And then she sees Josh and he's holding the letter too. And she's like, Mm -hmm. wait, that's way worse. And so she freaks out, panics, kisses Peter as a little decoy Mm -hmm. on the track. (laughs) I laughed out loud. Somehow they're on the ground. He like, she like tackles him or something. (laughs) So they're kissing and then her PE teacher runs over and is like, two more laps. You got that right, buddy. Uh, At least. We're not allowed. And she runs away. (laughs) She runs to the bathroom. (laughs) And then another guy follows her in, Lucas, and he slides a letter under the Mm -hmm. stall. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, hey, appreciate it, but I'm gay. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, please don't tell anybody I wrote these letters. Yeah. And he says, um, I'm out. I'm not ashamed. My mom knows. My dad kind of knows. But high school. So don't yeah. like spread it around. Which I thought was, I thought that was nice representation of like, you can be out and not ashamed and still want um, like privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like an important thing to show young, like high school gay kids. Yeah. Um, so obviously Laura Jean's freaking out at home looking for the letters trying to figure out what happened I don't know that we mentioned it but we did see Kitty sneak into her room yes yes. at one point so (laughs) it's obviously Kitty and Kitty's like hmm that's weird I don't know why she's freaking out Um, yeah she says maybe it's her moon day and her dad is like it has nothing to do with the moon and she goes says you Dr. Man (laughs) (laughs) 
I love Kitty. Yeah. So she's she freaks out. She's imagining talking to Josh, and um, and then we hear Josh is downstairs. So she literally climbs out a window to avoid talking to him because <laughs> essentially she's like, you know, it doesn't. She's not sure if she still has those feelings for him. Yeah. He he did date her sister, so that is weird too. So she's like, I can't. Can I go after him? Can I not? Because right. of my sister. Yeah, it seems like that's more the issue. Than- yeah him right um so she she escapes to a cafe peter's there he wants to talk and he's like look i don't know why you kiss me but really i shouldn't do that because we just broke up with jin jen um <laughs> whatever her name might be <laughs> i also want to point out that she bikes to this diner and doesn't lock her bike she just sort of leaves it leaning <laughs> against the building and we're gonna see this come up again later mm-hmm. but he essentially blackmails her into telling him what the letters are all about by saying he's yeah. going to tell the whole school. That's, that's, that's why I did, also here. did not like that about him. Um, there's another thing later on I really also really didn't like about him. Yeah, um, he's a little bit toxic. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells him why why she kissed him. Um, and then he gives her a ride home. And then he proposes this idea that they pretend to date so that Josh isn't suspicious. Like Josh mm-hmm. will leave her alone. Won't talk to her about the letter, and mm-hmm. that he can make his ex Jen jealous mm-hmm. by being with her. She's like, uh, no. <laughs> she says no, and then she bikes fifteen feet up her driveway, <laughs> and then leaves her bike unlocked again on her porch. Yeah, she's not concerned. She's not concerned about her bike at all. No um <laughs> yeah and then peter and josh have a moment of like sizing each other up outside which i was like get over it <laughs> <laughs> you both yeah. aren't involved it with her in any way so <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah then the next day at school she walks up she interrupts lacrosse practice and he's the goalie which <laughs> yeah right anyway she's like fine <laughs> let's do it and then he kisses her and she's like, I have trig. So I guess this lacrosse practice is being held during school hours. I, I really so. don't understand what the schedule at this school is, but now it's they're like dating. A gym class. They're fake dating. And she says, we have to come up with a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, no kissing. And he's like, well, we got to touch. And she's like, this is not negotiable, which I thought was sort of a nice moment regarding consent. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of. Then she's like, we have to watch 16 Candles. And he's like, we have to watch Fight Club. And I'm like, oh, fucking K. I was like, okay, guys, can you get better taste in movies? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Both I of you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Peter has to drive them to school every day, her and Kitty. And Kitty brings him a Yakult, or she brings it for her. And he drinks it. And mm-hmm. he's like, I love this. I want more. And after uh, that scene... Yakult, uh, there was a spike in sales for Yakult in many parts of the world. Awesome. Good for that yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it worked out just as well for Subway. Oh, and I'm sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she's like, she's been avoiding her taking her sister's calls. She practices yeah. what she's going to say. And then she's very weird on, on the mm-hmm. phone and just pretty much hangs up on her um because then she's baking something for kitty's bake sale peter shows up and is like hey we're going to a party 
And she's like, I don't want to go, but it's in their contract, so she has to go. So she has to. Mm -hmm. Once she's at the party, he makes her take her hair down, which I didn't like. Takes a picture of her and makes it his phone background, and it's a bad picture of her, and then makes her make him his phone background. Mm -hmm. Um, (sighs) Whatever. I get it's high school, but that's still annoying at best and mm-hmm. a little bit toxic <laughs> um and then she sits with jen and somebody in their mean mm-hmm. jen is jen she's got some kind of chip on her shoulder she needs to deal with yeah well we're going to figure out what jen's emotional arc is later but <laughs> we all care yes laura jean mostly ends up hanging out with lucas who's the boy from before um in the bathroom and jen corners peter in the bathroom and takes lara jean's scrunchie from him and then peter's like lara jean let's leave they go to the diner and he's like jen's beautiful but you have better style i cannot believe a woman wrote this (laughs) yeah they yeah and he still talks to Jen on the phone and Laura Jean's mm-hmm. like, don't do that. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they talk about a lot of things and why she has another relationship because she says because it's her because her mom died. Mm-hmm. Then he talks about his dad leaving. Yeah, and then, yeah. It just kind of ends weirdly because it's clear they both might like each other now. Yeah. But she's like, I'm not afraid to be with you because it's pretend. And then he gets like butt hurt and leaves. Yeah. And she's like, Are we cool? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, yeah. shut up. Come on. Yeah. And Josh comes over and he's mad because mm-hmm. he says she's sweet and innocent. Um he's like really mad. Yeah. And this is where uh, it turned for me and that I didn't like Josh anymore. And I guess I liked Peter more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not a good scene for Josh. Um yeah, and he's like, do you mean what you said in the letter? And she's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can't talk to you right now. And this is a scene that the dialogue is, if it weren't Lana Condor, that would be an unwatchable scene, but she yeah. is able to salvage it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we're moving right along. Then Peter and Lara Jean watch uh 16 candles and he's like this long duck dong guy is kind of racist and she's like uh yeah he's extremely racist and i thought mm-hmm. that was a nice call out it is one of the only pop cultural acknowledgements that that is an extremely racist uh, part of a beloved movie that was mentioned not only in this movie but in harold and kumar and it i feel like it's it's important too because it's like it calls out the fact that as asian americans we do still obviously like some movies even if they're racist towards our community totally and it's a complex relationship you know yes because like what am i supposed to do like say i don't like breakfast at tiffany's i mean it is a little bit boring but it's still a classic i just remember that one of the ras uh in college had like a breakfast at tiffany's themed room and i was like girl like, if someone ever threw a party that was Breakfast at Tiffany themed, you know who I'm going as. <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. But, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. I just mm-hmm. am like, I feel like we all forget. We like the aesthetic of, like, the black and white photo of mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburn, but 
you gotta remember this isn't it yeah it's like when I've been on a real Simpsons kick lately mm-hmm. I've come I never really watched it growing up but I've been watching a lot lately and I really like it but yeah. then it is sometimes like Apu comes and you're like yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like they'll do like Krusty the Clown does a act where he just does a racist Asian yeah. accent and then yeah. it just keeps happening and you're like can you please stop yeah <laughs> totally yeah you just gotta be like okay well moving on but, I guess but yeah let's get to Marge or whatever Marge and Lisa are up yes. to <laughs> please which I think is what a lot of um not a lot of but often in friendships with white people you gotta be like okay you just did something that wasn't cool but you are my friend and I mostly like you so let's just, just keep it rolling let's move it on yeah um yeah. and they meet she meets Peter's family she goes and meets his mom and brother they talk about their parents again um and then Laura Jean has this voiceover where she says like sometimes she lets herself believe that it's real um she and chris are eating subway under the bleachers <laughs> and they overhear peter and jen talking and peter is he wants jen back still and it's clearly making laura jean upset and she yeah. tries to talk to josh about it i'm not really sure why um I and he's like he's he's obviously pissy about it which i'm like yeah josh get over it she's told you no so just <laughs> yeah. like move on but I also would be like, don't talk to me about this. And she says, right. I know you don't want to hear about this. I don't understand why she doesn't confide in her friend, Chris. I don't know. Yeah. Chris seems to be very busy with other stuff too, though. With the subway empire. <laughs> yeah. Then Peter and Laura Jean fight about the ski trip. and Because then Peter's like, uh, people can't see my girlfriend talking to Josh. Which, like, are yeah. you fucking joking? And then she's yeah. like, we're literally just talking to Jen. Like asking to get back together. (laughs) Yeah. And he accuses her of spying. And then he gets mad because he says, you don't even post about us to IG. Yeah. And she's like, I think we should probably break up, which is true. But yeah. And then he's like, yeah, so we're not breaking up. And she's like, fine, I'm only going to go if Chris goes. And Chris, Mm -hmm. who doesn't go to school activities, is like, yeah, I'll go just because, you know, you're really happy with this guy. I can tell. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. then we get to the bus scene of course before where... this john corbett gives his daughter a bunch of condoms for the ski trip it's true uh i don't know i think i just liked seeing like an awkward parent moment between a white dad and an asian daughter mm-hmm. yeah but yes then they go for the infamous bus scene and she <laughs> does not sit with peter she sits with chris and jen sits with peter which mm-hmm. will come back as a big fight later yeah it's a big Um, exciting incident (laughs) so we get the the ski lodge it's a ski weekend i'm like where do these kids go to school we did ski we did ski trips but like for the day yes during school time not on the weekend yeah ours was a not at this fancy no one's staying over yeah yeah and the day before the ski trip in seventh grade was the day that i got my period for the first time wow on my seventh grade ski trip, my gym teacher had a heart attack and died. Oh my god! <laughs> so, holy shit! So, and then Laura Jean says <laughs> <laughs> she's not going skiing because um, she doesn't know how. 
Um, so she's yeah. hanging out with Lucas. She has her Korean face masks and mm-hmm. she and Lucas just have a, a day in. And Lucas is like, he obviously really likes you. Mm-hmm. You should go to the hot tub with him. And so she goes, he's Peter's butt hurt because he's like, you didn't even sit with me on the bus. And I bought you <laughs> yogurt that I drove all the way across town to get. I had to go to the freaking Korean market with all the Korean people. I had to go uh, probably 15 minutes, drive 15 minutes across town to get you yogurt. And you wouldn't even sit with me on the bus. So now I have to do the only thing I know how to do, which is be in the hot tub alone. And be mad at you, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, but then she, she apologizes. apologizes. <laughs> yeah. And then they make out. And then... They the get back day, home. She gets on the bus and everybody claps. And she's like, yeah. did you tell people? And he says, mm-hmm. no. But yeah. then, and then she's up unloading her suitcases and stuff. Jen is just rude. She's just a mean. <laughs> she, she's just mean. And it's like, you know, Peter slept in my room. It's so nice how trusting you are. And then she like shows off this scrunchie that she stole from Laura Jean. And <laughs> yeah. Is pretending like Peter gave it to her or something. And so yeah. obviously, Laura Jean is like, Peter, what the what the heck? Like, <laughs> we're we're over. This is done. Mm-hmm. She comes home. She's sad, but Margot's home. And then Peter shows up to tell her nothing happened with Jen, mm-hmm. and she says physical stuff is a really big deal for me. I really appreciate that she keeps being like, physical intimacy is important to me, and I am gonna like stand up for myself about this yeah oh and then josh slithers up while they're fighting and he's goes, like whoa 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 man what's the de- deal here yeah she's like you need to go home peter and he's like no we have to and then josh is, just shows up and is like she asked you to leave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is my favorite it's and the then, that made me laugh the hardest and then peter's like oh is this what it's about you and him you guys are gonna get together and then obviously her sister overhears that and she's mm-hmm. she's like, what? what? What's going on? And she runs off upset and Laura Jean's like, both of you need to go because mm-hmm. you just fucked this up. And as if that isn't rock bottom for her, someone then texts her a video of her hot tub kiss. Mm-hmm. And so then she asks Margot for help. Mm-hmm. And Margot uh, is able to report it for child pornography to Instagram mm-hmm. and they get the video taken down. Mm-hmm. Kitty reveals that she was the one that sent the letters, but they're sisters, and that's what matters the mm-hmm. most. And so they all forgive each other. And then she goes to the cafe with her dad. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you seem really happy with Peter. And he was like, it reminds me of a lot of how your mom was. Um, so then I she love. Would, he pulled a yeah. picture of her mom out of his wallet, and she's just like, she has her arms up, she's dancing, she's like wearing a really cute dress. Mm-hmm. Again, like. You do not very often see Asian women and especially Asian mothers, they're portrayed as like cold or whatever. And this is just like a woman who like is having fun. I remember my dad told me when he introduced my mom to one of his friends, she was like, wow, she was like not what I was expecting. Like she was like full of life. Um, She used different words that I don't want to repeat, but she basically was like, I wasn't expecting her to be so like warm. Yeah. So anyway, I really appreciate that it's like a photo of like an Asian woman having fun. Yeah. Um, and then she gets back to school and no one's, she thinks nobody's talking about 
about the video because there was some scandal with like the debate team or something. But then yeah. she skipped her locker and pretty much somebody vandalized it and called her like a slut or something. Um, they say it's always the people you never expect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so then somebody says like, hey, Peter, why don't you just say something about it? I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was Chris. Her or, Chris gets mad yeah. at Peter and is like, do something, bitch. Literally. Yeah. And Peter's like, hey, everybody. <laughs> nothing happened i'll kick your ass and i didn't like I that i was like don't why are you this gonna kick them ass like... just tell them like you're nothing yeah yeah this um, is once again just like the male response to female pain being like i'm gonna show everyone how big my dick is because this girl is sad like come on go talk to her be helpful yeah and then he's like oh i'll talk to jen about this and she's like no i'm gonna talk to her about it and she confronts jen about it Jen's like, you kissed him before before I even started dating him. You knew I liked him and you kissed him. And she's like, what? Literally, that was that was spin the bottle in seventh grade. And she was like, yeah. She says, there wasn't even any, it was tongueless. And then Jen says, well, it wasn't tongueless to me. <laughs> I think I just wrote, Jesus, woman, get a grip. This also again is an almost unwatchable scene the dialogue is like not how any two high school women would speak to each other and these actors are just doing the best that they can <laughs> but it's ridiculous um yeah like it wasn't tongueless <laughs> to me is something that i hope to say to somebody someday then she and josh finally talk she's like hey you know we're just friends and he's mm -hmm. like yeah Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that wraps that up yep <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he's like she's talking about peter and um he and then kitty's like i saved all these notes he wrote for you and then she reads them out loud which i thought was kind of strange but yeah. then <laughs> um but then he's like still think you never got a love letter and she's like oh <laughs> and so she goes um to peter on the lacrosse field again mm -hmm. and he re she reads him a letter that mm -hmm. she likes him for real mm -hmm. and then he says i was going that night i thought this was totally unnecessary because yes. i mean i, I think like I obviously we know why yeah. he went to jen's room yeah <laughs> but he's like that night at the ski trip i went to jen's room to break up with her yeah and we're like yes we know we've not yes we know yeah this. and he's like but i love you and then they kiss and that's the yeah and then that's the movie it's it's just nice. It's, it's just, just a fun. teen movie. Yeah. Teen yeah. Com. It goes down smooth. Yeah. What would you give this? For representation, I would give it a four. I agree. There's really no reason for all of the love interests to be white. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say especially against given when it came out if it had been an asian love interest i kind of feel like no one would have watched it because they would have been like oh this is just an asian movie i bet it's not even in english i don't know i just think that fewer mm -hmm. people would have seen it um and then they did like rectify it a little in the second but we're halfway to getting what i really what both of us really want which is an all asian team rom-com and as I, far as wow <laughs> that would be amazing right um and then for gongs i'd give it a four i think it is like exactly what it's supposed to be which is just like a feel good 
what about you I think similar like four I think just mostly because of her um Mm -hmm. and but yeah I agree that it gets dinged a little bit for the love interests and like it would be cool if Peter was Asian that'd be awesome um but i do love her and the sisters and like the whole family uh Mm -hmm. casting i thought was great and like she is smart Mm -hmm. but shy and like like the fact i think somebody wrote in an article that her ethnicity is an important part of who Mm -hmm. she is but it's not the heart of Mm -hmm. who of the character and that Mm -hmm. allows her to break hollywood stereotypes yes like it is obviously just like in in everyday life (laughs) it's like it's yeah it's a part of who you are you talk about it sometimes sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just hanging out and freaking out about boys you know so um I think that is great um Mm -hmm. yeah I love the casting the sisters um I think I give it a three for for gongs yeah it's a it's a fun teen rom-com there's some goofy stuff in it that I'm like their big fight is about yogurt and a bus but that's fine yeah it's 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 a teen rom-com it's also it's like a high it's extremely high school like I feel like if I were in high school I would be like yeah why didn't she post about him on IG I think there's some stuff that would probably probably be more to me if I weren't in my 20s fair enough fair enough yeah but uh fun movie yeah and I will say it did make me feel better this week me too yeah so for that 10 out of 10 making me feel better effort yeah and another movie that'll just really lift our spirits that we're Mm going to talk about next week the meg be sure to tune in yeah she has been doing a lot of really important uh activism (laughs) yeah she's all about intersectionality yeah Yeah. (laughs) for the marriage community (laughs) um yeah thank you guys for listening Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye.